The first reading is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus calls his first disciples. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Thank you for reading for us. Let's just be still again before God. And maybe you're here tonight or in Harrogate or watching online and feeling a bit like Simon. We've worked hard. We've worked hard, not just in the night. Life feels hard. Everything feels hard. Some of you 
are looking for something that will speak into whatever is a struggle at the moment. Perhaps you have lost your way a little bit in the Christian life. It's got dulled. There's a lot of fishing, but not many fish brought in. And Lord, we thank you that you said to Simon and the others that they would be fishers of people. And that's not in a way that's going to manipulate them, manipulate us, but one that will help us to find meaning in life, find ourselves and be found by you. And so we pray as we continue in our service, you would speak to us that the voice that we hear will not be so much mine as yours. Lord, hear our prayer through your grace and your power. Speak to each one of us, we pray. Amen. Do be seated. Well, I've got to come clean, first of all, um, and that is that uh, I chose the readings. Okay, so, you know, they didn't come from anyone else, so if you didn't like them much, tough. <laughs> <laughs> but why I chose them was after I'd uh, been having a Zoom meeting with Dan, and uh, he's got some great stories to share, if you haven't heard them already. Um, this man because this man was his training incumbent. And the good news is, that's good news. <laughs> so I'm really grateful for all you invested in this man, and it's really great that you're kind of reunited uh, here. Terrific. Well, when I was thinking about what to preach on for something that uh, one of the readings, from something we, we talked about and the story that this man has, I thought it had to be about boats. Okay? His story is about rather bigger boats, but hey, that's alright. And there are lots of stories in the Bible, aren't there, which involve boats. I decided to pick, pick this one. It's always had a fascination for me, actually, to imagine those people. You know, they're kind of there to listen to Jesus and there's all these kind of worn out fishermen who've been up all night and nothing's happened. And they're all excited. And the other people are kind of thinking, and, and, the, and the, those who've been fishing are thinking, I just want to go home. Right? But actually what happens to them transforms their lives. Absolutely transforms their lives. And I thought that was what fitted with part of the story, the transformation of life. And then the other reading that I chose from Ephesians was just because it speaks about what we can, what we are, who we are made to be and what we receive from being joined to Christ. That we've got roots just find the reading in my copy here and uh, some of the little bits that kind of s sort of s stuck with me as I read it earlier today. 
being rooted and established in love, that we'll have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that love that passes all knowledge. And it says, and listen out for this, new vicar, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all generations. And it was that immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So we're expecting a lot from you. (laughs) Fortunately, it isn't you. It's actually God. But God in us and with us. I was thinking about... Um, this morning, and in fact something came to me very simply this morning from God, I, f- I hope it was from God, otherwise I'm in trouble, um, to, to preach on. And it was, it was about how you are and we are going to move forward with God here. And I thought about, as I reflected on this, earlier today was we divide into all sorts of people and so I want you to stand up at the moment please would you stand up for me you can even stand up if you're at home on the you know on the screen so to speak okay and I want to tell you I want to ask you a question if you're an optimist sit down If you're a pessimist, now sit down. If you're a realist, sit down. Ah. It's all right, it wasn't magic. (laughs) But we kind of divide into those, don't we? My wife, I'm an optimist. My wife is a real support to me because she helps me to be less optimistic. Now, we need both, but I'm wondering about what you're feeling about this season to come. My guess is in this room this evening, most of you are pretty optimistic, but he hasn't said or done anything yet, (laughs) because we're trusting God. I don't know about how he's feeling. At the moment, he's probably feeling, what have I let myself in for? (laughs) You'll be feeling optimistic, especially with all of you here. But there are those things which are going to come our way where we need faith to do things which are going to step out of our comfort zone. It was wonderful in that reading where after all he felt, Simon Peter, when Jesus kind of says, go out there, you know, I know you're going to be thinking, I've got to dry these blooming nets again. And he wouldn't have used the word blooming. Um, then, oh, yeah, but I'll do it, because you say so. Actually, Dan, I don't want anybody to do something because you say so. It's about doing it together, about discerning. There will be some things you have to do as a vicar which you won't want to do. There'll be some things that 
the flock, if I can use that word, end up doing that they didn't want to do. <laughs> because they trust you and because they're looking to God. There's a very simple word that came to me this morning, just as I got up. At the moment, God had been speaking to me largely at much more uh, awkward hours. Uh, I look at my, the number of times I've looked at my, uh, well, it's my phone with the time on it, and I've thought it must be getting near to about six o'clock and it's three o'clock in the morning. Does anybody else have that happen? Okay. Ask for grace in it. Because I think I've been getting a lot of grace. This one was the best grace ever because I'd had a good night's sleep and then he spoke to me. (laughs) But it was simple words, actually. It was show and tell. Show and tell. How many of you are teaching in a school of the kind of infants or where show and tell is important or helping out there? There's about two, three, four, five hands gone up. But you all, you've all heard of show and tell, haven't you? I think show and tell is what you're being called to. It's kind of kindergarten stuff, isn't it? But it's show and tell. Now, you've already told us, as a church, something about yourself. Because you have a mission statement. Now, who... right? Stand up, everybody, again. I'm going to keep you going here. Stand up. If you know what the mission statement for Christchurch Down End is, <laughs> uh, stay standing. Others, sit down. Okay? So there's quite a few of you know what it is. Would somebody like to be brave and tell me? Oh, your new vicar has said so. Learning to live the life. Now, don't sit down yet. Imagine someone in the high street comes up to you and says, hmm, I I got one of your service sheets from the new vicar's institution, or whatever they call it. And it said, learning to live the life. What's that about? Do you think you could tell them? If you think you could tell them, sit down. That's going to be awkward. (laughs) I should have got you to stay standing, shouldn't I? But I'm kind-hearted. How many of you know what the diocesan mission statement is? what, What do we want to be known for? Mm. I can tell you, give you a clue, it's enormous. It's really enormous. When I saw what we wanted to be known for, I thought, it could, you couldn't have chosen a bigger one if you, if you wanted to. Can you remember? Well, close, but no cigar. No, it's not transforming church. It's actually... When you look at our mission, we're, going, we're working on transforming church. Well, God's working on us. But actually, what it is, the missions, the state... Well, you'll know what they are, won't you? Yeah, would you like to say it nice and loudly in front of a microphone? <laughs> so, and start with the... F- 
you know, the kind of the sea one first. Creation restored and humanity reconciled. Would you like to say that again and then they can repeat it after you? Creation restored, humanity reconciled. Wow. <laughs> you got an easy one, haven't you? <laughs> but that's what we're about. That's what we're about. We're about helping people to find that actually God is in the business of restoring creation. And why is that so important now? Well, certainly because of lots of... But if you talk about creation restored, probably thinking about the climate crisis, the way we're abusing creation and people, and then humanity reconciled. You don't have to look far for a need for that, do you? So we want to have that. Now, you've got your mission statement that is really you've thought about and you have before you, which will take you forward. Keep with it. But keep asking yourselves, are we showing that that's what we're about? Are we telling the stories of what this life is about that we're talking about? How are we making the connections with people? And some of you, a bit like Peter, when you say, when the new things and uh, your tigger of a vicar, you're getting lots of things you can hold against him later. <laughs> when your vicar says, I think this is where we are going to go, and we've prayed about it, etc. And some of you pessimists say, we did that 20 years ago, it got nowhere. That, that's what happened a bit. We've tried that. Have you ever said, we've tried that? Of course you have. And sometimes you've tried it and you're glad you're not going to try it again. But in this case, God is the God who does all things new. People have moved on. Also, we got better at what we're doing. So, there's lots of hope. And there's lots of needs. And one of the things that has really kind of been speaking to me over the past months is really what was, you know, is a Christmas theme, really. The Christmas theme is about, is about people who are in places where they've lost their bearings, wildernesses. There's a lot of people who feel a bit in a wilderness and they've lost their bearings. They need us to help them and support them. And so, folks, this is a good moment because things are pretty dark out there. A good moment for us to bring light, for us to show and to tell. And frankly, if the kids in the kindergarten can do it, you big adults can do it, can't you? And you're doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit, the one who can do all things through us as we yield and as we pray and as we go out. Let's hold a moment's quiet now. And just which bits of either the readings or what's been heard today does God want to speak into your life?
Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be glory in the church, Christ church down end, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen.